it's been like a, a mental health journey to be honest. And it's like figuring out what makes me happy is the most important thing. Like I said, like it's going to take me 38 more years of hell to like be where I want to be. That doesn't sound right. Like maybe we should enjoy the, the day to day. And like, if I'm enjoying the 38 years leading up to that point and I die on the end of that 38th year, I'll probably die happier than if I waited 38 years to get happy, you know? Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper. What's up, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, we are here to announce the winner of the $150 Amazon gift card. Thank you all so much for writing in your reviews. Thank you so much for your five-star ratings. We are so appreciative. And so today's winner or the winner of the first 10 episodes, the $150 Amazon gift card goes to H Burns 54. Congratulations. Uh, oh. Yeah, go ahead, Taylor. Read it for him. Oh, H Burns 54. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Caption is high vibrations. Not only do Matt and Taylor discuss topics on happiness, but the conversations they have between themselves as well as with their guests will fill you with the highest of vibrations. Those good feelings we search for in day-to-day life, motivation, happiness, inspiration, etc., you will no doubt feel all of these when listening to these guys chat. Huge shout out to Matt and Taylor for opening my mind to lots of new ideas as well. Keep on crushing it, guys. Oh, thank man. you, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much, H. Burns. And guys, enjoy this episode. Next episode. Enjoy this next episode. Hey, guys, enjoy this next episode. <laughs> you ready, Billy? Sure. Cool, cool, cool. Say yes, sure, yes, sir. <laughs> what is up, guys? Welcome back to Modern Happiness Podcast. So very excited for our guest. This is one of our closest friends in our inner circle. We've got Billy Holbert with us. Matt, how you doing? Dude, I am so good. I'm so happy to have Billy Holbert here. Billy Holbert is a senior account manager for Backbone Media. They specialize in marketing for outdoor lifestyle clients. He's swinging in the nine to five life. And uh, we're going to kind of dive into that and see how much he loves that lifestyle. Let's do it. Billy, we're so happy to have you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm honored to be here, guys. I'm stoked. Yeah, fuck yeah. We're happy to have you. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. So yes, it sure Glad has. we made it work. All right, we're going to hit you up with some rapid-fire questions to get the audience to know you a little bit better and uh, get the juices flowing. Get the juices flowing. So, Taylor, kick us off, baby. All right, Billy. First one, which hand do you wipe with? Uh, Right hand. Took me a second there. (laughs) Yeah, that took a little bit longer than it should have for sure. Well, I got got the toilet paper on the left side, so sometimes it's like a left pull and then Mm, switch the hands. There's a handoff that happens. That's very interesting. Mine's on the left too. I I don't – yeah, there's no handoff. Mm. It's just – I lay it on my – I get three plies. I lay it on my thigh, and then I fold them one over the other. (laughs) Oh, my God. So rapid fire. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, What what do you got next for us? Okay. um, Where are you from? And what do you do? uh, Or where where, where are you from? What do you – where do you live now? Wow, I crushed that. Where am I from? I'm from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, South Jersey, near Philadelphia. Um, and I live in Denver, Colorado now. With us. Love it. Solid. Live with you guys. What is your favorite thing to do for fun? Um, pretty much anything that gets my adrenaline going. So in, this, in the winter, it's snowboarding. Um, although I'm, I'm really jonesing for some camping. I just like really want to sleep in the dirt. I've been telling everybody that. It just right in the dirt. Just in the dirt. No tent. That's everyone's reaction when I tell them that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I, I miss walking around with dirty feet in a campsite, you know? Mm, love it. Yeah. yeah. You can feel at home when you get that dirty hair, get some yeah. dirt in your beard, and just yeah. feel like a man. Yeah. A couple of days without showering or just like in a river or something. Just yeah. love that. That's that doesn't really get the adrenaline going, but, you know, there's activities <laughs> usually around that, hiking yeah. and yeah, that sort yeah, of totally. thing. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what is your walk-up song? Uh, All Gold Everything by Trinidad James. I don't know it. I don't either, but that is by far the quickest. Yeah, Trinidad James is – shares a birthday with me. Oh, nice. So, Can you give us a little beat? Fate. Can you sing it? No. Not even yeah. cool. I can't okay. even. I had a feeling you were. I have it in my yeah. head, and I was like, yeah, don't even try. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you listen to it after, though. Trinidad James. Favorite 
book? Um, I think honestly, probably how to win friends and influence people. Um, they made a new one for like the, I forget what they called the digital age or something. I read it the first time when I was like 18, I think. And I was like, I know all this stuff. I do this anyway. And in the original, it was kind of overblown. It was like, remember someone's name. And it was like, I remember the post office man's name and my life changed. And it was like, okay, a little dramatic, but, um, circling back on it after working for a few years and just like reading it. It actually is, like, super impactful. So, like, re- actually remembering people's names is really impactful. And admitting when you're wrong has made me really successful in, re- like, most of my relationships and just being humble. So, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite book. Nice, dude. I like wow. that. Um, it's not just remembering a name, but it's using the name, too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Do you have a nickname? Well, my name's William. So, Billy's been my nickname. I haven't really had another nickname besides that. Solid. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Man, I wanted to be so many things. Astronaut first. Well, actually, no, probably um, uh, I wanted to be in the Olympics. I was a gymnast, so my plan was to be in, I think, the 2016 Olympics, Summer Games. That's probably right. That's the Summer Games year. Um, and, yeah, filled that goal. So um, then I was, like, wanted to be an astronaut for a while. Wanted to be an eye doctor for a little while, which is weird. Hmm. Um and then found business like going into college and it made sense. So cool. Yeah. What what is your superpower? Like right now or what would I want my superpower? No, to be? N- yeah, not a mythological like what it you know, what are you best at? Um <laughs> probably winging it. Mm. Being able to wing it and just like not make a plan, just like messy action, if you will. Nice. I could see. Okay. <laughs> just just learn that term. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's, now he's winging it. Wow, he's just dropping it. it. See that? That was perfect. Yeah. That's, in action. That's my superpower. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay. Uh, I know you've been studying up for this. And what is the best purchase you've made of $150 or less? Yeah, this was one that I was like thought about because it's a tough question. But honestly, I have it with me, and it's my Yeti water bottle because I don't like drinking water. I really kind of hate it, and I didn't do a lot of it just like drinking water at all because it was like drinking out of a, like a open, like a wide mouth. I find myself like choking a lot. Like I'm not good at it. I'm just blatantly not good at it. So a straw has changed my life. And so, yeah, this is like 40 bucks and it's, yeah, I've drank like probably 10 times the amount of water I did before buying this water bottle. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the straw. That's why I have my Gatorade bottle. It's like a little nipple. I just can <laughs> suck on it. Brings me back to baby days. Uh, suck yeah. on the teeth. I don't think of the same thing when I drink my water, but uh, it, yeah, it you all will makes now. Sense now. Yeah, you will I probably now. will now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, doesn't hurt that Yeti Yeti is a client of Backbone. Right? It is. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit I had a Hydro Flask first, and then I was on calls with my Yeti client, and I got called out for drinking a Hydro Flask on my Yeti calls. So you're like, send me one. So well. Yeah, that was uh, like my second week. So I was like, I'll just buy one, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I spent $40. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Money well spent, I'd say. Yeah. I love it. All right. A lot of things I want to talk to you about, Billy. But one is I would love to talk about your personal development journey and mindset. So to start off with, uh, I want to read. Billy wrote a review for us for <laughs> our podcast. And I think it is perfect to set this up. Not to toot our own horn, but just to talk about, you know, basically what you guys are getting in this podcast is this is a look into what it's like to hang out with us, you know, behind the scenes, behind Instagram, behind like just, you know, what, what we're posting. Um, and it's going to be real and authentic with Billy. So Billy said, I hang out with these guys all the time and I still choose to listen to them talk for an hour plus each week. That's how good they are. They've taught me that happiness is a choice and finding it in the modern era can be a challenge but is entirely possible and attainable. Couldn't recommend this podcast enough. And I think that's important because, you know, Billy, you've come a long way and it's not totally to our credit. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear kind of what personal development looks like you for you. How have you shifted to choose happiness, to believe that that's a choice? Did you always believe that? You know, that sort of thing. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. I totally forgot what I wrote in the review, so thanks for the reminder. I was going to ask you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I moved to Denver in, in a very, uh, deliberate and yet not deliberate way. Like I was like, I need to change. Something's not working. I was in New York city for three years and just needed to change. Um, and moved out here and it was like roller coaster after roller coaster being unemployed and you know, everything that comes with living in a new city with no friends. Um, and, and it was great for what? no friends. 
Well, okay, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, so hurt. Basically, right, to give some no context friends. here. Uh, Matt basically convinced me to move to Denver, but we weren't that close at the time, and no. so like, yeah, you and Livy were my only friends. Yeah, and yet like, somehow you slept on our couch every other weekend. Yeah, pretty much every <laughs> other weekend. Yeah, um, but it was like still, it was like not. It was New York friends, you know. It wasn't like having my friend yeah, group here, right? Um, and so, yeah, and it was like exciting, and it was like everything was new and exciting and cool. Um, and honestly, you know, I had a hard time being unemployed and like got a lot of snowboard days in, which was great, but, um, found a job and the pandemic happened and like kind of turned my life upside down. And so, uh, you mentioned I do the nine to five and like, I never minded the nine to five. And actually in New York, it was more like, like seven thirty to seven usually. And it was just, that was getting brutal. Um, but I never minded it. I liked being in the office with people and I still do. And I actually really miss that. But, um, anyway, so my like mindness, mindfulness, mindfulness. Yeah. Mindset. Mindset. Yeah. That. Personal development. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's actually been tested a lot in the pandemic because so in between my last job and my current job, I had two weeks off. I was planning to like have an epic two weeks and I got I got coronavirus. So it like totally derailed my plans. I was super down on myself. And like one of the titles of your podcast, like it was the breakdown before the breakthrough. And it was like, nothing's going right for me. Like I can't catch a break. That job stressed me out. I wasn't filling up my cup with like being in the office, being with coworkers. And, um, then I got sick right when I had a break, when I finally got a chance to like relax and decompress. And yeah, I did some meditation, did some thinking, journaling, and like, woke up and started doing yoga in the mornings and like started to think about what, you know, what fills my cup up. And honestly, like, you know, it comes in waves, like, you know, some weeks I'm on it, some weeks I'm not. And, but I think really just like hanging out with you guys, talking to you guys has made me realize, maybe just think about it more than, you know, what's happening in my life. Like what's the greater picture? What am I doing? What makes me happy? What fills up my cup? And so, yeah, it's been a journey, uh, for sure. Uh, and it started with like ripping a bandaid off of just moving out here. Um, but I will say, yeah, yeah. COVID has definitely like turned my life upside down and I'm like ready for it to be over like everybody else. Mm. Yeah. You said you moved out here intentionally. So I kind of want to hear a little bit more about why, why did you want to move? Why did you want to leave New York city? And then what was the goal to move out here to Denver? What was the intention? Yeah. So like, it's back to my superpower, like winging it. Like I tend to not make a super deliberate plan when I like make a plan. I got a dog on kind of a whim. I moved to Denver on kind of a whim. Shout out to Maisie. Shout out to Maisie. Great dog. Um, <laughs> but well, okay, we're gonna save that and make sure we play it back to you. Great dog. Great dog. Oh, yeah, she's a she's a bundle of joy. Um, <laughs> also gonna replay that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was like the deliberate part of that was make a change, like just, just do it. Like, like you say, like I said before, like messy action, which I do really like that because it was like, I didn't know what I needed, but I knew I couldn't be where I was. And so I could have moved anywhere, you know, it could have been Seattle. It could have been San Diego. It could have been really anywhere, but like I needed a change. Um, and so it was a deliberate, like completely uproot my life and move it. That's the deliberate part. But the details, I was like, those will figure themselves out. And that's kind of how I was always, I've always felt about life. So what was so wrong in New York City? I, it was really hard to put my finger on it. I think part of it was um, like a pattern of behavior that I had just kind of gotten into, a culture of working, you know, seven to seven kind of thing. And um, also a culture of just like going out all the time and just like going to brunch was like the most exciting thing. More and more, I realized I wanted to like be outside, be in nature and things like that. And it's like hard to get outside in the city and be like, you're in Central Park and you look around and you're like, it's metropolis, you know? Mm -hmm. So being in nature was really like important to me. Um, and so, yeah, it just wasn't really aligning with what I wanted anymore. So what was your outlook like, you know, when you moved to New York City? You know, thinking about your past and college and getting a job, did you feel like it's what you were supposed to do? You were you were in the right place? Totally. Yeah. I mean, my goal, my dream <clears throat> when I graduated was like, I was in like the business school and I had all these like business idols and read all these business books. And I was like, I'm going to be the guy in a suit at the head of the boardroom at like the 109th floor of some really important company in New York City like running the meeting, like that's going to be me. And that was my goal. And that was my plan for like, you know, the three years I was, well, two and a half years I was in New York city. 
and then I realized like I'm kind of miserable for two years. Like it's going to take me like 40 years to get to that point. Do I really want to spend the next 38 years completely miserable? Uh, and so, yeah, it was like a shift in what I wanted in my career and realizing you can be successful, not in New York city. The narrative on the East coast is like New York city or nothing, you know? So especially at Penn state, all my friends went to New York. So it was kind of the obvious next step, but yeah, it was like a complete shift with like, you can be successful elsewhere and you can enjoy the day to day in between like the long work hours. That's, that's so interesting. You said it's the obvious next step. However, I think most people wouldn't look at it that way. What do you mean? Um, leaving the city, leaving quote unquote normal. Like you, you said you're good at winging it. Um, but was it, do you feel like it was a relatively easy decision to move to New York? No, to from New York to Denver. Oh, um, we're talking about, yeah. Now. Yeah. Leaving so, New York. yeah. So I meant the obvious decision was moving to New York okay. after college. Gotcha. But gotcha. No. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a hard decision and it was like, especially I had really close friends there and had a, had built myself kind of a community. I was, you know, had, uh, a little community in the CrossFit gyms and things like that. And so, no, that part was really a tricky decision and like was the best decision I ever made But that part was harder. It was moving to New York after college. That was the obvious part. Yeah. Okay. I got a question because you said the dream was to be at the head of the table at this, on the 50, 50th floor, um, at the job. And 109th floor. 109th floor. Sorry. <laughs> oh, just kidding. It's very specific. Yeah. You got, you only got like one option there. <laughs> Freedom Tower wasn't built when you were in college, so I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Thinking big, I love it. I love yeah, it. Thinking big. Um, but now you're here, so you, not, so you moved to Denver, and now you're still, you know, living this corporate life. What's changed? What's different? You don't want to be at the head of the table anymore, or what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, what's different is uh, working for something, a company like Backbone, where you know the culture is different. It's not about working and sitting at a boardroom and and like. It's not about wheeling and dealing and being like a powerful businessman. It's like working with people you like working for. We'll like say no to clients if they're assholes. They're just like, yeah, we're not, we don't want to work with you. You're a pain in the ass. Um, and like having a successful business, but also enjoying life. I mean, it's, it's headquartered in Carbondale, Colorado, which is like pretty close to Aspen, but not close enough to be like in Aspen. It's like a half hour away. And so, I mean, people will skin in the morning, like my VP will skin in the morning and show up to meetings with like our most important client wearing like his jacket from skinning. And so it's like a lifestyle and it's like, it, it, it is corporate in the sense of like nine to five doing similar work, but the culture is different and the goals are different and it feels much more like, um, working to live instead of living to work, which is like a huge, was important to me, especially yeah. moving out here. Yeah. Just so everyone's clear, skinning means you put these like, I don't know, these things on the bottom of your skis and you hike up the mountain and then you ski back down it. Yeah. Uh, essentially. Right. So, yeah. uh, so I'm curious then what are your goals? If it's not to be at the head of the boardroom, that's not really something that backbone really promotes, I guess is what you're saying. Right. It's, it's uh, living, it's working to live. Right. So what are your goals, um, with backbone and I guess for the future of Billy Holbert? Yeah. I mean, I think the career goals are still pretty similar. It's like be successful, earn enough money to buy a house, to go on vacation, to travel when I want to, to do the activities I like doing, which like for some reason always tend to be super ex expensive trying to buy a mountain bike. It's like you got a couple thousand dollars extra to buy a mountain bike, um, need a new snowboard, another couple hundred. So, um, yeah, it's like having enough money to afford a lifestyle that I like eventually raise a family and not be stressed about money, but then also like enjoying the day to day. I think that's like hugely important to me where it wasn't as important in New York. It was very much like head down work. If you've got free time after exercise and then go to bed, it was like, a, and then, and then Thursday, happy hour, Friday, happy hour, yep. Saturday, drink all day, Sunday brunch. Let's drink some more. Exactly. Yeah. I feel yeah. That. <laughs> Can't hang with that anymore yeah. and stopped being able to hang with that like a year after college. Yeah. Okay. So, you talk about success. How would you define success? I think success is kind of what I just described is like having enough money to live the lifestyle I want to be comfortable and comfortable is obviously, um, open to interpretation, but you know, having a lifestyle that you like. Um, but yeah, I think like what's changed so much for me is like enjoying the day to day. And that's, I think what, what COVID has made so difficult for me is like the normal things I like about, 
a culture like that is like being in the office, going for bike rides, you know, at lunch or whatever, like going trail running with coworkers, which is like kind of the whole culture of this, of backbone. Um, and being in my apartment (laughs) from nine to five and beyond, you know, is not the culture I like. So success is like enjoying the day to day while also building a career for myself that is sustainable and can afford me the lifestyle I like. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, you, you guys both met in New York city and that's how I met you. Billy was through Matt. And it's so funny just hearing about that. And even, you know, I grew up in Florida and went to school in South Carolina. So we're like very familiar with the East coast culture. It's very hustle and bustle. Totally. Like you come out here and even pre COVID it's like on Fridays, most businesses, it's normal to like have a half day, you know, it's just part of the lifestyle and it's so different. It requires a lot of unlearning. Um, but Billy, you mentioned earlier, like you, you know, Matt led off with talking about the nine to five and you mentioned that you like working for a company. And so what I, I really want to dive into, cause Matt and I talk about this a lot with what we do, but, um, have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? You know, I, I thought I've, considered it because my one of my best friends from uh new jersey is like super entrepreneurial and like i think he eventually will just be a millionaire just by the sake of being himself um and there are certain traits i see in him and i see in you guys that first of all i admire but second of all i just like don't think i have i don't know what they are but it's like this independent drive towards something and i feel like i have a drive but i've kind of always wanted to be like the chief marketing officer, not the CEO for some reason. So I wanted to be like the top of my field, but not be the number one. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a scary prospect for me. Um, and I don't know, I just like haven't had the, an idea and haven't had something that I feel like super passionate about that. I'm like, I feel like an entrepreneur, you need to like eat, sleep and breathe what you're goal is and your passion and like you hear about all these like you know silicon valley people who just like work obsessively on stuff i see how you guys work about like towards your goals and stuff and i just like it's not me to a certain degree and i'm okay with that if that makes sense i love this so much i love what you said and part of the reason we wanted to have you on here is because matt and i talk about us all the time we are entrepreneurs i tend to maybe too much. Use the example of, you know, working your nine to five and you're unhappy and you're working for someone else's dreams and use that sort of language because I believe there's a lot of people doing that. You know, if we, if we took you now compared to when you were in New York city, it probably fit that mold, right? You're just grinding away, working for some end that is never going to be there. It's just the next thing, the next thing, not actually happy, not living the day to day. Mm -hmm. And you know, like Matt and I say a lot, sometimes there's a time to break the rule. And I think this is perfect to show that like, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you seem really happy. You love what you do. And also I would say part of the reason I loved hanging out with you. It's funny because I remember we were hanging out with our friend Hayden, who was also on our podcast getting drinks and him and I were just talking about, cause Hayden quit a, a desk job. You know, I, I quit a nine to five job and we were just talking about that life, whatever. And we're just like, kind of riffing off all that and you're there too. And then I like, I kind of forgot until later. I'm like, Oh yeah, Billy works a nine to five, but like, he's not like the typical nine to five. So I would say, I think you have an entrepreneur mindset hmm. okay. even without being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I would say you have a lot of characteristics. You'd call that an intrapreneur. Oh, well, do you? Uh, I just heard this term. I'm not going to define it, but I think it's essentially like the traits of an entrepreneur, but like you don't want to go out and start your own company. Like you're happy to innovate within the company. Yeah. Speak to your bosses. Be like, I got this idea. Oh, maybe we can approach you know this client this way. And again, bringing these new ideas and thinking a bit differently. Um, but that doesn't mean you just want to go out and do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and I think, yeah, I think it's like a big part of that whole like mindset is working for someone else's dream, right? Like these people build this company and I'm just like, you know, paying their bills basically. But I do get a a different sense from this company and like not to toot Backbone's horn. Like I've been working there for four months, but I've been wanting to work there for years. Um, But I worked at a small agency in New York and I worked at a huge agency in New York and very much felt like, yeah, this is not my dream. I'm living their dream or I'm like helping them live their dream kind of thing. But I do get a sense from Backbone that I am like actually valued like they brought me up to Carbondale and paid for me to go skiing and it was just like a fun thing it was like we value our employees and so it's like does feel different and I do see a future there where 
my VP started six years ago and is a partner there now. So like, it's not impossible for me to grow and like build. That's like what I have this, you know, intangible, you know, don't want to speak it into existence quite yet because I've only been there for four months. But like, yeah, like we'll change why, that. Yeah, yeah, like why can't I be a partner there? You know, and like that makes me excited. Um, versus, yeah, just like working at a huge company and being a cog. You know. Yeah. So before Taylor makes you put it into <laughs> existence, um, you you kind of basically with the entrepreneur thing. Um, you said it before, you don't want to be the CEO. You want to be the director of marketing or whatever director of marketing. So you said, CMO, CMO. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of like, yeah, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to do all the things. I'm my accountant. Well, actually I hired one now, but when you start, you're your own accountant, Mm. you're the marketer, solopreneur. Yeah. Um, but you start that way as an entrepreneur, you start small and you start, you got to wear all the hats. You're your own HR. You got to manage your own like time and energy and all that stuff where, uh, just like you said, if you're the director of marketing, um, CMO, um, you don't have to manage all the bits and pieces and like, how's HR doing? I got to go check on them. Oh, how's sales doing? It's yeah. like, you can just crush marketing. Yeah. And yeah, I think just what Taylor said, like, that's what's perfect and good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's always been my goal. That was my goal in New York was like, you know, chief marketing officer of some company. And if that's not, you know, like I said, backbone, if I'm a partner there, that's building my, cutting out my, my piece. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of been my goal. Nice. Yeah. And this is so great. And we've all been in that corporate setting where, and that's why we talk to a lot, you know, Matt and I with the podcast, like we believe happiness is a choice. And there's so many people not taking that step, not taking that messy action to, to do the things or whatever it is, but you're a great example to show that like, you don't necessarily have to go on your own. However, it, yeah. it could be about having boundaries of like, where are you going to work? What kind of people are you going to work with? What kind of work are you going to do? And I think a lot of people stick to being comfortable. Totally. You know, and I know, you know, you going through COVID and, and I don't know how much you want to talk about your last company, but like there were things that there were things that were going really well. Yeah. And then there were, you know, other parts of it. And I'll, I'll let you speak on to that if you're interested. Um, that you were just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And you didn't settle for good enough. And that's really the message that Matt and I want to share with people. And so what I'd love for you to talk on is because you've been at small agencies, you've been at big agencies and you just talked about backbone. So like, what are the things, you know, maybe for somebody who is, it can relate to you. And they're like, you know what? I don't really want to go on my own. I don't like have this one thing. Like I like being around people. I like being a part of a company. I like making change, but like, what are some things about backbone? You've mentioned culture, you've mentioned, you know, opportunities that, you know, people should look for and not settle and, and maybe share with them that that's actually out there. That's, it may be like, you know, um, far and few between, but like it can happen. Totally. Yeah. First I want to say, use the word comfort. Like people get comfortable. I think it's actually complacency where you just Mm. get like complacent and you're like, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. And that's how I felt in New York for a while. And I think that's a huge difference, right? Where you're like comfortable is one thing, uh, but complacency is like just sitting there. And it's like complacency for me is like death. If I'm just like complacent, I'm just like rotting away. So wanted to make that point. But yeah, I mean, I think to the point about... um, like your whole concept of the nine to five and like, you know, getting jumping out of the nine to five and doing what makes you happy and that sort of thing. I think I've sort of done that since making the decision to move to Denver. It's been like getting closer and closer and closer to that thing, right? That thing that makes me really happy. And so leaving New York, it was like, go to a place where I can go out, be outside more Denver done. Didn't have a plan. Didn't have a job. Barely had an apartment. Didn't have a bed when I got here. I'll figure out the details when I get there. You know, I was applying to some companies. It didn't work out. And I had a really specific goal in mind. I'm like, I just worked, you know, and it sounds like silly. I've worked three years and like act like that's a long time. Um, But I worked three years and I know what I want. I know what I definitely don't want. And so I'm going to be picky. And that's why I was unemployed for, you know, four or five months when I could have gotten a job, you know, pretty quickly. And then it wasn't until... um, you know, I actually started to run out of runway as far as money was money goes, uh, that I took the job that I had before backbone and was just like excited to have a job and be able to like start my life in Denver. And yeah, it ended up turning out to be pretty good. I met Catherine, my girlfriend, um, and Catherine, shout out to Catherine, (laughs) shout out to Catherine. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Also a bundle of joy. Also a bundle of joy. Lucy and Catherine both. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, so like obviously wouldn't give that up. And um, it actually ended up working out because I tried to work for Backbone when I first moved out here. Uh, they didn't have any like positions at my level or my specific mm, thing. Sometimes a no is just a not yet. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And so it, just as it happened, I found a job at this affiliate marketing agency. I'd never done affiliate marketing before. And then right when Backbone was looking for a senior affiliate manager was right when I was looking to leave. And so it was like super serendipitous. It was like, this just has tend to happen in my life where things just sort of line up and I don't like force anything. I just wait for these doors to open, but know what I'm looking for and be prepared, being prepared to like open the door and step through has been really important to me. So yeah, I mean, it's like been like whittling down from the small agency to the huge agency thinking, Oh, I'll just like the bigger the agency, the better. And not the case for me Then I moved out here and I got a job. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get towards that thing. And for me, it is culture. It is like enjoying the day to day. It is enjoying my life besides like in New York, it very much felt like, like you're working to enjoy the time you're not working and the time you're working has to just suck. And that's just how it works. Just, that's why you work. That's why they call work. But like, that doesn't have to be the case. And so that's where, yeah, I do like the corporate nine to five, but I can actually enjoy the things I do, enjoy the people I work with, not feel like I'm dreading waking up every day. And that's sort of how I started to feel in New York. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely out there. Um, and it's hard to find. Sometimes it does take like a seismic shift. Like, dude, you got to uproot your life, move to Denver. You got to like move across the country, push yourself way out of your comfort zone to like, yeah, start to actually get a little comfortable. Yeah. The fact is, is that you just took the step. You just did it. And let me ask you, you, I know, I know this, you dwindled down to your last bit of your savings. And I remember the times when, you know, broken collarbone and losing a job <laughs> and all this shit was happening. And you're like, kind of in a bad spot, but look where you are now. And would you trade all that savings to, you know, God, no. Yeah. Yeah. No shot. And I had this. You're alive. You're here. And, and look, you're working for Backbone, which is a place you wanted to work for for years. And when you, you literally said it, you said, when I stopped forcing things and I just kind of really, you know, we get and I get this from Deepak, but it's like when you put your um, attention on your intention. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Attention on your intention. Um, then everything you want starts to come into place. Totally. And you're like, things just start to work out. And it's like, that didn't happen by accident. Yeah. And some people would say, you know, in the middle of it, when you got a broken collarbone and no job and all this stuff is happening, you would probably not say that. But you say it now because it worked out. And because you put your intention on your Oh man, I'm attention under this, intention. Yeah, but you went out and did the thing, and yeah. it all worked out. And you're gonna go through ups and downs. That's just life. Yeah, and life is gonna get hard no matter what. Yeah, I I said this one episode, but Jim Carrey is like, you could fail at doing what you hate, so you might as fail fail. You might as well fail at doing what you, something you love. Totally going for what you love. Yeah, I mean, and during those hard times, I had this vision in my mind of like having my own apartment in Denver fully furnished and just like sitting down on the couch the day after it's fully furnished and just like sighing like, Oh, I did it. And I had that moment and I was like, this is so much nicer because I suffered through and like knowing, yeah, there were like rough days and you get lost in the actual moment of like, this really sucks. I'm like not doing well, but keeping in perspective, like this is going to end up being great, you know? And, and that's kind of what I've honestly tried to keep in mind during COVID because it's like been shitty being at home, working from home and, and it's like, it's all going to be worth it. And like, you know, yeah, it's totally true. I mean, it's like keeping the end goal in mind. It just honestly makes the journey that much more satisfying. Yeah. That's very well put. I want, I got a question. How would Billy have handled a shitty situation two years ago? And how does Billy handle a shitty situation now? Yeah, that is a good question. I think, uh, funny enough, like I think, Two years ago, I had a lot less to lose, I guess, which is kind of an interesting point. But two years ago, I was sort of like kind of at the point where I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever because I need to make a change. Something needs to change. Um, and so I had I just made decisions. Uh, I have a little more a little bit more to like consider now. Like I have a really steady relationship. I have a dog now and I have like a friend group. And so um, well, let me uh, let me. I wanted to talk a little bit on more of a micro level. 
Okay. For instance, say your car gets towed. <laughs> how would Billy two years ago how <laughs> how would Billy two years ago have reacted? And how does Billy now react? All right, to give context to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is I was gonna circle here. Matt got us there. Yeah. I love it. Um yeah, so two years ago and probably like six months ago even, um, I would have cursed the heavens for this misfortune and like it was terrible. And uh yeah, no, you guys definitely taught me this like, you know, appreciation for things that happen and uh I put it into practice like almost mocking you guys like wow so thankful and it started out like yeah you know wow so fucking thankful <laughs> so many fucks. fucking yeah. thing lucky fucking me <laughs> and uh it actually turned out to like in the, in the tow truck was like the tow truck event was like a turning point kind of for me to be like you know what actually this is like not the worst thing that's happened to me it's a pretty minor inconvenience no one likes getting their car towed but like it costs a couple hundred bucks i have enough money that it's not that huge of a deal. Like, wow, I'm really grateful that I'm this successful that getting my car towed doesn't like completely ruin my week. I can like afford groceries. I can afford to still do what I want. And I have time in my day that I don't have to like, you know, this is like just a super minor inconvenience. So that has definitely helped keep things in perspective. Just like thinking about what, yeah, just like perspective in general and yeah and two years ago you would have said all the f words yeah and been upset for what the rest of the day yeah the probably. weekend yeah and uh, the rest of the week how does it feel now it's just like kind of i'm not like tooting mine and taylor's horn but kind of it's been fun to watch you like see you all the time here in denver and hang out and watch you kind of go through this development where and you know i've done the same for myself too it's a constant practice um how does it feel now to just be like my car got towed Oh, well, you know, we say goody, goody gum drops. Yeah. Right. And then we get to move on with the rest of our day, letting that minor inconvenience go and something great can come up next rather than, you know, you bury yourself in this hole and it's just like every, the rest of the day sucks now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It takes practice, man. And it takes like putting the reps in to actually like do it consistently. Cause I still don't do it consistently. And like there are days where I'm like cursing the heavens still, you know, but the days that I can look past that and be like really appreciative of my circumstance and the things that happened, like got a flat tire on the way home from a bike ride a couple weeks ago and texted you guys. and was like, not like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but like, it's a nice day out. I'll go for a little walk and walk <laughs> barefoot two miles home. Yeah. Um, it's definitely great because I know people in my life who would be like, oh, God, this always happens to me. Why do bad things always happen to me? And be like stewing the entire walk home and let be pissed off. And I was like, it's a nice day. Go for a walk. Yeah. And that's definitely been a huge like just stress <laughs> lifted off my shoulders. Nice. I love this for so many reasons and, you know, tying all this together and even circling back, ultimately you made choices, right? You, you kind of mentioned, you know, two years ago, you didn't have much to lose and you're like, well, okay, might as well do something. Uh, I got to get out of New York. Right. And, and ultimately that's why I like, you know, a big thing I teach with my clients is literally what I help my clients do is become the best version of themselves and really choose happiness mm -hmm. because when you do, you show up differently and you know, we use the nine to five a lot of times as an example, because if people aren't happy, something needs to change. And you mentioned that before, right? Like maybe you do need to move across the country. Maybe you can start smaller. Maybe you can hang out with, you know, other people. And it really makes a difference just, which is why we created this po podcast, just choosing happiness. And, you know, that's such a funny example because I, I love it because I remember meeting you and you were definitely mocking us and I loved it. And it just goes to show if you're listening to this right now and you don't buy into this and you think we're preaching toxic positivity, just fucking try it. And I guarantee <laughs> it works. your life will change. And yeah. yeah, I remember, I think we went, oh, is we went to Copper. Yeah, the weekend you got COVID. And we were kind of talking about this. We were having a great conversation and you're like, yeah, it's like, it's taking time and then I'm more open to it. I'm more open to it. And then- you know, the tow truck thing. It's so funny because you sent us an audio message and both Matt and I are just waiting. Oh, Billy, it got towed. Where Here, here comes the fuck. Oh, no, it's not there yet. Oh, here comes the fuck. No, wait, he didn't say fuck? What? <laughs> what is happening? And it's just incredible, you know? And I even think about, like, I know COVID for you was tough and you had cr crazy hours with your, your old job and things like that. And, you know, it's funny, me seeing you now, m you made a choice, right? Like, you actually... Correct me if I'm wrong. You got a promotion right before you left that job, right? Yep. Most people would be like, I don't know if that's, that. I would say that's comfortability. Like that seems like an, 
and it still was not good enough. Yeah. And you decided to make a change and you took a risk, but it was about your happiness. Yeah. And took a pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Pretty big pay cut. Yeah. And, but now like the Billy that I see, like the, the conversations we have, you go on a bike ride last weekend and go for a walk because you're doing things that make you happy. And at the end of the day, that's going to make the biggest difference. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it's all been about. It's been like a, a mental health journey to be honest. And it's like, figuring out what makes me happy is the most important thing. Like I said, like it's going to take me 38 more years of hell to like be where I want to be. That doesn't sound right. Like maybe we can enjoy the, the day to day. And like, if I'm enjoying the 38 years leading up to that point and I die on the end of that 38th year, I'll probably die happier than if I waited 38 years to get happy. You know, I would say you definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. Um, let's talk about some of your fun. You're a big adrenaline guy, right? I am. Yeah. Um, so you have this saying, a <laughs> mantra, if you will, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, fear minus death equals fun. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh huh. Talk to me about that. <laughs> I got, th- I got this saying from like a cheesy, um, like home improvement Netflix show, but like the guy saying it, I was like, this doesn't match at all. <laughs> he was saying it because he like messed up the gas line when he was like setting up his, uh, dryer. And I was like, I don't think that's fun at all, but okay. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of always had like this, uh, draw towards adrenaline and, you know, high intensity moments and stuff. I was a gymnast growing up. Um, and then I quit and started playing football and that's kind of a similar, like slamming heads against other people. Um, very different, obviously. And I was like targeted at first being like the gymnast, like, Oh, let's go clobber the gymnast. Um, and then, yeah, quickly after that I did, uh, diving, I did pole vault in high school. So like all these like really high intensity, like moment sports. Um, and actually I liked swimming in in high school because it was like a, a really welcome change of pace to just like swim and not have to like have all of this in one moment. But, um, yeah, I've always like really, I mean, I skied before I started snowboarding as a kid and would always skateboarded would jump off like an eight foot, you know, an eight stair with like a scooter, like just try to just jump off backflip off of everything. I could use to backflip off soccer nets, like the top of soccer nets. Like it's probably why I have bad knees now. Um, <laughs> Still back, still back flipping though. Still back flipping. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I'm just doing it in snowboard boots, trying to work myself up to do it on a snowboard. But yeah, it's always just been like an outlet for me. Uh, my mom put me in gymnastics because when I was, I think two and a half years old, I was, I tied a, a blanket around my neck, like a cape naked, jumped off the top of my bunk bed. Yeah. It's a true story. And my mom was like, Oh my God, <laughs> we need to put this kid somewhere. Yeah, he needs an outlet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always been, I found CrossFit because it's like a similar intensity and like, you know, weightlifting and that sort of thing. So, um, I've always kind of just craved that and it's like my outlet and has allows me to get out of my head. You know, it's just like in the moment you can't really stress about things and worry about things. You're like, you know, have to focus and Yeah. You seem to be equally um, incredibly uncomfortable and also very at peace when your heart rate is above 180 Yeah, in the CrossFit gym, <laughs> doing something crazy on the snowboard. It's, yeah. it's tough to keep up with. Not only do you go really fast, you know, we've snowboarded together, uh, but you're just like hitting kickers and like doing cra- – I'm like, dude, what the hell? I cannot keep up with this. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I mean – I mean, you saw me in, in the gym in New York before I moved out here, just like, yeah, heart rate way above 180, just yeah. like crushing myself. And I was like, that was when I could actually fully relax. And, uh, yeah, same kind of idea on, on just snowboarding, just going fast is like, you know, helps me relax. And I, that's what I love about it. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So you talk about that with like things that you do for fun, you know, uh, how does that, does that mindset correlate to, do you believe, do you believe it's like a personality trait? Does that dive into the rest of your life, career relationships? Yeah. And I think it kind of goes with the winging it thing and also a little like impulsivity thing. Um, you know, deciding whether or not I'm going to huck it off of like a kicker going full speed is kind of like a split second decision, right? You're kind of, you're not like planning it the entire time. Maybe you're like, if this line works out, I can hit that. Cool. Let's do it. And like, I got Maisie on a whim. Like I was planning to get a dog in like three months 
and I saw Maisie and was like, let's go, let's go just meet Maisie. And I walked home with, like, I came home with her the same day. I, I mean, like, dogs oh. will do that to almost yeah. anyone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it was like the worst timing, <laughs> um, moving to Denver. Yeah. On a whim and in my career, like, uh, yeah, ju- like getting thrown into like a last minute call, getting roped into something. And like, like the other morning I got added to a 9am client call at 845 and they're like, are you good to talk about stuff? I was like, don't really have any updates. I'll just be there to show face. And the other person on the call was like, so Billy, what are your updates for the day? And I'm like, uh, oh, here we go. And just like jumped in and that's kind of where I thrive. So yeah, I do think it's kind of a personality trait. I love that. Okay. So you talk about, I love that example. Let me ask you this. Uh, have you, or do you ever struggle with imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think like a lot of people, it's, you know, like that, why me? Right. And we were talking about this before the podcast, the episode today, but yeah, it's like, why me? And, and am I equipped to do this? Uh, I definitely struggled with that in the beginning of my career, like the first year or two, especially because in media planning, you're working with like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like a quarter. And I'm 22 and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't fuck this up or this is a lot of money. Like, who am I to be like managing this money? Why are they trusting me with this money? And oftentimes I have this moment still where I'm like, I see somebody on a call and I'm like, we're just like kids. Like, what's the difference between us and like kids? This is like crazy. Why are people trusting us with like all of this, you know? And it's not just me, but I've definitely grown out of it a little bit in my career um, as I've gotten more experience and gotten more confident, but certainly with other things. Yeah. Since we're on work again, I'm going to go back a few minutes to when, Billy, I think you said not to speak this into existence, <laughs> and Taylor laughed, and I think Taylor, and I would agree, we want you to speak this into existence. So you said maybe partner at Backbone or whatever the position might be. Uh, Taylor, you want to take it away? Yeah, why not you, Billy? Yeah, I mean... I, I agree. Like, I don't, that's kind of what I, so when I say I don't want to speak it into existence, I don't want it to be, I've been at this company <clears throat> for four months and there's people who've been at the company for quite a bit longer. Charlie, again, my VP started six years ago and is now like a partner there. But, you know, where I'm at right now and where I need to get to be that um, is kind of a long way away. And so, and a lot of things will happen in between that. Uh, and, where I like to wing things and like just kind of go with the flow. And again, back to my mentality of like not forcing doors open, but letting them open or like letting them be open so that I can open them. You know, right now my goal feels like that's where I want to be. But in three years, if I decide something else feels right, then I don't feel like it's a failure that I didn't get there. It's like a pivot. So it's still a goal. uh, And it's like a soft goal because it's malleable and would be, my ideal state at this present moment. But that's not to say that, you know, in a couple of years, my priorities will shift and I'm, you know, looking for something different. Yeah. Goals are meant to change. Well, what I would say, yeah, calling it a soft goal is limiting yourself because I would say all goals can change. And, you know, sometimes writing down a goal is what will actually help you figure out if you do want it. And, you know, this goes back to like Matt talked about attention and intention. Um, so I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, Billy, but what do you think of when I say the word abracadabra? <laughs> well, you I just know you say it all the time. Um, but, yeah, it's I don't know. The way that you say it, I think, is like things just like happening because, like, I don't know. Well, what it, do you think Answer of? the question, what, Billy. I think of like a magician in like second magic! grade being like abracadabra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Taylor's fucking well, magic. Jones and Peter's like, <laughs> magic. magic. Did you that. know? Like the picture in my head is a guy with a top hat and a rabbit. Exactly. Abracadabra. Magic. Yeah. So abracadabra is actually Aramaic for with my word I create or with my word I influence. Mm-hmm. And words are magic and they have power. So I would challenge you to write down this goal. And I'm sure it's just like anything, right? You've, you had an idea in your head for a while and then you write it down and it becomes more powerful. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is kind of real. And then you tell someone and that's another level and it's, it's kind of scary, right? And it's, but then it becomes even more real. Um, and ultimately everything that you just talked about was the how, and this is what I see with so many people that they get so caught up in the how, which can tie into imposter syndrome. Who am I? Or how is this going to happen? Or 
like you mentioned, a lot of things have to have to correlate and connect. And yeah, maybe your priorities shift down the road. I would say, don't even worry about that. If this is something you want, write it down, speak it into existence. And again, our homie Deepak Chopra says that uh, when it comes to speaking things into existence and manifesting, um, it will happen if it's what's best for you and what's best for the universe, right? The universe being could be whatever you believe. Um, so I would say, speak it into existence, you know, put your attention on that and your intention and you're going to show up differently and you're going to see things start coming to you and opportunities. And then if that changes, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All about it. Billy, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Just like in general? Sure. However you want to answer that question. <laughs> I'll answer it. <laughs> Tying back to... Uh, the adrenaline thing. Backflip back off Corbett's? Is this yeah. Well, going? actually, I was talking to my buddy, uh, the guy who I think is going to be like a millionaire. Uh, and yeah, I sent that video doing that, like jumping off Corbett's and like hitting the cliff. And he's like, oh, he's in like invincible mode. And I was like, imagine invincible mode. <laughs> so if I, if I, if failing is like dying or like maiming myself permanently, it would just be like insane adrenaline <laughs> shit probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise... That's it's a tough question because there's so many things that I want to do that I am not necessarily like afraid of failing at. Like failing is such a ultimate thing to me. Like, how can you fail? You know, yeah. how can you like truly fail? Talk about that. How would you define failure? Uh, well, complacency maybe. Like that's what it looked like in New York. That's what it looks like right now. Being complacent, uh, choosing something over like happiness um, or choosing something like arbitrary over happiness um, and not doing what's best for you in the universe as Deepak Chopra would say. Yeah. yeah, Just like not doing what's right is failure and right is like open to your interpretation. I don't think you can like put a label on it, but I don't think it's as simple as uh, and again, because failure is this like arbitrary idea where like if you fail, your first business fails. Like, is it a failure? I don't, I definitely don't think so. Every entrepreneur you talk to is like, I learned more from that failure than anything. And then if you had everything work for you, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't learn anything and you wouldn't have everything work for you. You can't have one without the other. So that's not really a failure, but I think failure, yeah, is like choosing something that doesn't make you happy or doesn't like fulfill your, you know, I don't know, fill your cup or whatever. Okay. So if we define, I totally agree. Failure can be different for everyone. If we define that for you, failure being complacency or choosing things that do not bring you joy or happiness, what are some ways that you make sure that you're not doing that? Yeah. I mean, I've been, honestly, I've been struggling with it with COVID because it is like doing yoga in the mornings. It is like taking time to meditate and journal and like doing things that fill my cup up. I was saying this to you the other day, Taylor, like I'm realizing like my cup has been empty in COVID, like working from home, like doing all this stuff remote is like emptying my cup and it's tough to choose to like do those things, but it's really physical activity, like exercising. I've been meaning to go to the gym more and like, you know, I've got this shoulder thing and then I just got, you know, a cold and, um, it's like choosing the things that make me happy. So like I said, physical activity, adrenaline usually helps travel is a huge one that I haven't been able to do. Um, being in the office with like good people that like lift me up, um, doing work that I like and for brands that I like. So yeah, it's just all these things that like, yeah, make fill my cup up. Oh man, I got a good one. I'm just keep like softballing shit to Taylor so he can just show off how good of a coach he is. Um, but he's taught me these one word games and you said, I've been meaning to go to the gym more. And in other words, you're saying I should go to the gym more. Taylor, would you like to play the one word yeah. game with Billy? Uh, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So Billy, uh, let's say that out loud. I should go to the gym more. I should go to the gym more. Okay. Now replace the word should with could. I could go to the gym more. Does that feel any different? Yeah, of course. Cause I don't go to the gym enough at all. So I definitely could. Okay. Yeah. Um, now replace the word could with can. I can go to the gym more. Any difference there? Yeah, I mean, I am like, so the the difficult thing here is that I used to do all this. I used to like go to the gym five days a week and like be in great shape and all this. And now I'm just like making excuses for myself for why I can't now. But um, yeah, I definitely can. I know I'm capable of it. So it's not, I think that's the hard part that I like know I'm capable of it. And I'm just having a hard time getting myself going. Sweet. I will go to the gym more because... Finish that statement for me. I will go to the gym more because it makes me happy and 
um, yeah, just makes me happy. I like exercise. I like the way I feel when I'm strong and I like the way I look when I'm going to the gym all, all the time. Uh, and it just makes me like more capable of doing stuff. I love it. So when are we going to the gym? We're going to the gym. Well, I get my COVID vaccine tomorrow. Saturday's probably a wash. Monday. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Min- Monday. Uh, we'll check up. See if you went to the gym. All right. Uh, I'm in. S- see if you follow through. I'm, I'm, I follow through, man. You know me. I know it. Oh, man. I'm just going to go down. Should we go down that rabbit hole, too? <laughs> I don't know. The, the mantra rabbit hole of Billy is someone who follows through. Yeah. I haven't been following through enough lately, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's life, you know, the ups and downs of life. But essentially, um, we, we talk about this, like, getting up at 5 in the morning. Um, this was last summer, right? And yeah. Billy wanted to bike ride more. And we're actually out out at his pool, and um, Billy's like, I want to bike. I don't remember the exact statement. Maybe you guys can fill it in, but it's like he wanted to bike ride more, get up at 5, but then when 5 a.m. comes, it's like it's just so easy to hit snooze. Yeah. So Taylor kind of walked him through a little exercise, and it's like, well, what's the type What's the type of person or what kind of person do you think like gets up and um, rides their bike at 5 in the morning? It's like, well, someone who like falls through on on doing what they say they're going to do. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we created a mantra that was, I follow through. And so for that summer, it got much easier for you. You Five alarm came, and you hit it, and what happened? Yeah, I mean, with every fiber of my being, didn't want to get up. But I, like, said to myself, I follow through. And it helped. I mean, it was like, that was a, a really powerful mantra for me because it was, like, a hugely important thing for me. Like this is, are you someone who follows through or are you someone who lets people down? You let yourself down. You just like, don't care. You say things and they don't mean anything. And so it was like a big, like, are you that person? Really? Are you that person? And so that was like a challenge to me almost. And I'm really competitive. So I was like, my, if I'm challenging myself, great. Dude, that's so good. Actually, that reminds me of, you know, one time <laughs> again. So <clears throat> I have two roommates, one moved out. The other one was on vacation and I, I'm very good about keeping the common space clean and no one's home for like a week. So I start letting dishes pile up, which I hadn't done for four months. And I text Taylor and I'm like, dude, you know, you tell, you say like, oh, you build a habit, you know, in whatever, you never said it's a certain amount of time, but you're like, at some point things are a habit. And so I think after four months of putting the dishes away that that just becomes the habit that becomes the thing I do. Yeah. But then no one's home and I start letting dishes pile up and I text Taylor. I'm like, what's going on here? And he's like, well, the thing is it's, are you the type of person who leaves the house dirty or are you the type of person who keeps the house clean? And that has like stuck with me so much where I'm like, yeah, I'm the type of person who keeps a clean house. Yeah. And it's the same thing where like for the gym, it's like, I'm the type of person who keeps a healthy lifestyle. I know it makes me happy. So I'm the type of person who makes sure I go to the gym at least three days a week. I'm the type of person who, you know, make sure I grocery shop because I know if I don't, I will eat out more yeah. and I want this healthy life. So that's the kind of person I am. And reminding myself of that and those things that I struggle with, um, just kind of having that statement. Are you the type of person that stays up till 1 a.m. and watches Netflix? Or are you the type of person who prioritizes sleep? Prioritizes sleep and yeah. maybe reads the book and gets off the screen for the last hour. And I've been struggling with that a lot. And so this has been coming up a bunch. But yeah, I just think that's such a powerful statement for something that you know you, know you should do. But yeah. it's like, I will do this because. Yeah, and I feel like for you, it was like you're – you were, I'm the kind of person who's a good roommate and that included doing dishes that included not leaving your shit around. But like, was that someone, is that make you someone who clean, like keeps the house clean? And that's like a shift from who am I doing this for? Right. Am I doing this for the roommates and making sure that they're not on my back or like, am I a clean person? Is this someone who I really want to be? And so it's like a good thing to confront yourself with for sure. Nice. I like that. Well said. Yeah, and I, th- I think this is a great example just to show, you know, with you, Matt, and Billy, that, like, everything that we've talked about tonight and we, we talk about on our podcast is, like, we're all going to struggle. It's, like, making choices are not always going to e- be easy, right? We're going to, you know, make progress, and then we're not, right? So if we talk back to, you know, being positive and, you know, oh, my, my truck got towed. Goody, goody gumdrops. Like, I'm so grateful for X, Y, and Z. Well, then there will be times where we struggle with that, but we can always go back to that. And same with this mantra, right? I follow through, you know, we can struggle with it and that's okay. Like nobody is perfect. And just here to to show that we struggle with that too. And it's just a part of life. But the more you do it, the more you get the reps in, the easier it's going to become, the more natural it's going to be. Totally. Yeah. I actually, going back to the imposter syndrome, 
and talking about my buddy who I think is going to be a millionaire, I always wondered, because I'm like, he's somebody who follows through. This was like before you and I even met and everything. This was like in high school. This guy started his own business when he was 16 detailing cars. Then he said he was going to buy a house, and he bought a house, and he renovated the house himself, and he does all these things. And like I think I brought it up to him one time. I was like, I like get nervous saying things because then I feel like, oh, well, you're going to be the guy who says, yeah, he's moving to Denver any, any day now. He's going to move to Denver. And so, uh, it, yeah, moving to Denver is kind of like me proving to myself, like, yeah, I fucking follow through. Like, I do this. I'm gonna If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's interesting, like, where you said speaking things into existence, saying your goal, like writing your goal, telling people. I've always questioned which is more effective for me, like not telling people and doing this personally for me. Or telling people and then just being like, yep, like the person who's always like, one of these days I'm going to get in shape, you know, like does it, it loses meaning eventually. And so that's where I feel like I've had imposter syndrome being the person who falls through and like, and I am proud to say like, I moved to Denver. I did this, like, this is my life now. And I made it for myself. Um, and, and sometimes it's not, you know, as easy as just like, I'm this person and I do this all the time. Sometimes it's like, are you this person really? Like, do your actions reflect what you're saying you are? Well, and it's, sometimes it's about who do you want to become? Yeah, totally. So maybe you're not that person yet, but you yeah. start making decisions based on the person you want to become. Totally. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think you're susceptible to imposter syndrome in that, right? Like, Oh, for sure. Can I become that person? Like I haven't really been doing that. Like I haven't been going to the gym. I feel like I choose a healthier lifestyle, but like I've been eating like shit lately and I haven't been. And then it's like can spiral really quickly. And it's like, helpful to have these mantras and helpful to have friends like you guys to be like, guys, I'm like struggling today. What do I need to do? Like what's going on? And I think that goes into surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. If only we could talk to ourselves the way we talk to our friends. Mm. So true. Like Billy, you fucking got this. Dude, you're doing <laughs> yeah. great. Like you're yeah. doing better than you realize. Yeah. So when true. It's also, you, we've said this before. You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I imagine, you know, you talked about having a friends group and you know, we're all close. And I imagine that looks very different than what it did in New York. Totally. And I know for me, you know, when I lived in Florida and when I first moved to Colorado, like I didn't have this group and it's like, that can be really hard and that can make it easier to stay complacent and that sure. sort of thing. So it's like, maybe that's the thing that needs to change. Maybe you don't need to move across the country. Yeah. You need to just start finding more people for sure. Yeah. I mean, in New York, I felt like the culture of New York was very much, this, you know, grind until you die mentality. And so that was, yeah, the people I spent my time with weren't like, you know, have you chose happiness lately? <laughs> they were like, oh, you only worked 10 hours? Well, I worked 12 hours and that yeah. was like cool. And yeah, that badge of honor. And now I slept five hours. Yeah. It's like, cool, you're yeah. dying. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Which, yeah. Which is probably rate. why when you met us, you were like, oh, I'm so grateful yeah. that my car's getting That to... was my habit. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was used to. I was right. used to this like, negativity as the default like anger as the default yeah awesome billy this has been incredible i'm so excited for our listeners to hear um to finish up is there anything else any words of wisdom anything that you've learned um or any message to you know potential listeners who who could relate to you yeah man i'm gonna i'm gonna circle back on something that we talked about the other day which was focusing on filling up your cup and filling up like putting energy towards other people with what overflows from your cup, because that was like really impactful for me. I really like have been struggling lately with filling up my cup and having things overflowing. And I feel like lately I've been like wringing out an empty cup, um, and setting those boundaries. And, uh, yeah. So just like anyone who's listening, just really focus on yourself sometimes. And it feels like sometimes it feels selfish and, and Taylor, you put it well, it's like selfish not to do that. You don't have any energy to put out there. Lately, Catherine and I have been like lifting each other up when we've been having rough days, but you know, it's just like pouring this little bit what's left from the cup into each other's cup. And yeah, I think it's just like focusing on filling up your cup so that you can, yeah, help other people fill up theirs. That was beautiful. That's great. You know, what would fill my cup up is if uh, Taylor gave me a little kiss right now. <laughs> Here we go. This is, this is the beginning. <laughs> Matt's been waiting the whole podcast to say this. Oh, plenty more where that came from. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to talk. I mean, I've kissed, I've kissed Billy at my wedding. We kissed <laughs> right on the that's, right on the lips. I kissed. I kissed. That's how we should have let off. To like, say we podcast. kissed, I don't think is accurate. <laughs> yeah, language. was there consent? Yeah, really? no, no. Oh come on, there's so much love me. in the air. Matt kissed me. Yeah. Was no, there love in the air, no, or was no, no. Libby vomiting? In, in well, well, that eventually happened. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I kissed more guys than I kissed Libby that night. That's true. It was wonderful. Would have tasted like I loved every second of it. Just a nice smooch on the lips. No, nothing. Weird about that. Between yeah. Two really good friends. Yeah. It's like a firm handshake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I would have described it. Like a firm well, guys, this has been so much fun. Sorry. Wait, what's firm? <laughs> the handshake, Matthew. Yeah, the handshake. Okay. Um, cool. Thanks so much, Billy. It's been a blast. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on. Yeah, Billy, I don't know if this matters to you, but should people follow you anywhere? Or uh, do people need to reach out, ask you any questions? Or are you just, you're good. Yeah, reach out to me uh, at, at Matthew.Allen. Perfect. That's <laughs> awesome. Love it. Taylor, I don't, know your, yeah. I don't know your handle off, uh, off the top of my head. Even better. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, don't, I'm, I rarely post on social media, but I stalk you guys all the time. So That's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love being stalked. That's the whole point uh, of it. Yeah. But seriously, uh, if you guys do relate to Billy's story, you're in that nine to five or anything he said, and, and you got more questions, send us a message. We can direct it to Billy. I'll tell you what. Taylor can literally help you. Ex- expedite this process. You don't yeah, need so true. You don't need the two and a half years that Billy has spent in Denver to try to figure all this out, and then the other years in New York, not really understanding what's wrong. Um, you can go right to Taylor. Taylor is incredible at what he does, and he will help you um, figure out how you can live a happy life. Uh, he's got a program called Happy Life Redesign, and he's helping a lot of people redesign their life so they can find more happiness. Doesn't mean you have to quit your job, move across the country, anything like that. Um, it's just, again, figuring out what is really going to make you happy and uh, start doing those things. So once again, Billy, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, this was great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. Until next time, everyone, we are out. Peace. Peace. Oh, okay. Nice. Good stuff. That was great. It's fun. Yeah, that's that, right? Yeah, it's really fun. You just answer questions. Yeah. Easy. Wait, which was the uh, the new rapper?